Welcome. You are listening to Metro Christian Church Podcast. Connecting to God, connecting to people, connecting people to God. Hey, how's it, Metro Christian Church? Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you here as we're in our series, Emmanuel, God with us. Well, it's officially after Thanksgiving, so put the turkey leftovers in the fridge and bust out the Christmas tree if you haven't already because we are full steam ahead on to Christmas. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. I hope your turkey was ono and your stretchy pants was stretchy because if you're like our family, we ate until we slept and then got up and ate some more, right? But one thing in our house is our kids are running around all over the place as Thanksgiving happens. And we're trying to cook and everything and get stuff ready, but I'm trying to kick them out of the kitchen. So we're, we're, we're boiling stuff and roasting stuff and, hey, get out of the kitchen. It's like the kids are always coming in, interrupting us as we're trying to get stuff done. That's what we're talking about today, interruptions. When things just happen that are inconvenient and unexpected, what do we do about it? You see, as a father of young children, I'm no stranger to interruptions. My wife and I are talking story, and sure enough, out of the back seat, hey mom, hey dad, and just my daughter consistently interrupts us. We're at home watching TV, trying to watch something together, and someone's hungry for a snack or has to go potty or something like that. It's like, just go, just go. In fact, recently, we had a funny story about this. My daughter, fully potty trained, can go by herself, do the whole bit, flush, wash hands, everything without us, sometimes gets a little needy. So daddy had to go potty, just go, you know how, no, I need help, no, no, just go. So she goes, doing her business, and sometimes she wants me to help her after, but she can do it. Daddy, I need help. No, you're a big girl. You can do it. No, Daddy, I need help. No, you can do it. You're a big girl. Daddy, I need help. Honey, don't interrupt us. Me and Mommy are talking. Daddy, I really need help. There's poop on the ground. I ran into the bathroom. I mean, that interruption needed to be taken care of by an adult, right? See, some interruptions happen just because they happen. Others blindside us, like coming out of nowhere. The thing is, no one likes an interruption. Isn't that true? Like, like on the first of the month when the emergency sirens start blaring all over the place and the radio stations interrupt the songs to play the this has been interrupted by the emergency broadcast. Just no one likes an interruption. Or maybe you're watching a YouTube video and a couple minutes into it, there's a commercial in the middle of the video. It's like, stop interrupting my video. I'm trying to watch something. Nobody likes being interrupted because interruptions are often really inconvenient. But you know, life has a way of interrupting us. Worse than videos and ads, worse than kids with questions. Sometimes there's interruptions that just take over our entire lives. We're all experiencing that right now, aren't we? We already know how COVID has affected every part of our society and still continues to do so. It affected our Thanksgiving, the way that we normally would have celebrated. It's affecting the way that we view Christmas even going into 2021. Whether it's schools or business or family or home life or anything else, this pandemic has interrupted the way that we've done our lives, even sporting events for that matter. You know, you may have your life all set up. Things are great. You've got a plan. You know what you want to do. But then something comes along and interrupts it. You know, there's minor interruptions and then there's major interruptions. Minor ones are like a power outage or the internet's not working so you can't stream video or you had plans to do something and then the weather doesn't let it happen. Like we had plans to take Christmas photos at a place, uh, supposed to be the sunflower field, but the date that we picked, the sunflowers wasn't there. It wasn't even sunny. Just little flowers this big, so we couldn't do anything. You know, you might have different small minor interruptions. Traffic, uh, road work, feels like there's road work everywhere right now. 
And if you drive down to Metro, down Hoftail and White Camilo, you got to go through the obstacle course to get here because of all the road work going all the way up to School Street. That's how bad it is at times. But these are kind of minor. These things are like irritants to us. These little minor interruptions get on our nerves from doing what we expect to do in smooth sailing. Not anymore. But there's also major interruptions. Things that happen in our lives that absolutely disrupt the way that we wanted to be living, the way that we thought our lives would have been going. Your job lets you go. That because of downsizing or budget cuts, whatever it might be, things at work aren't what you expected them to be. That's an interruption. Your family drama has reached a fever pitch and now it can't go back to the way that it was. And if you're a kid in the home, you look at the way that your family drama is happening with the grown-ups and you wonder, this is not how it's supposed to be. Or maybe the person that you expected to love you says that they don't love you anymore or never did love you. And now everything has changed. That is a major interruption in the way that you expected life to happen. Or perhaps you thought that you'd be spending your future celebrating your 30th, 50th anniversary with this person or with a family member that you could never see not being around. And now life is interrupted. How do we respond in light of such interruptions that will just naturally happen? You see, whether yours is COVID-related or not, the fact of the matter is all of us will be interrupted at some point. And how we respond matters. What about when God himself puts the interruption in our path? Hey, open your Bibles with me. We're going to be in the book of Matthew chapter 1. We're going to see the familiar story of Joseph, whose life was interrupted in a way that actually set him on a course to being a part of history because he responded to such an interruption in a way that actually helped him to follow God's purpose for him. This is Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 and 19. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. You see, what do we know about Joseph? Honestly, not a lot. We know that he was Jesus' stepfather, his earthly father. We know that he was a carpenter. We also know that Joseph was engaged or betrothed to be married to Mary. And before they were actually able to tie the knot, Mary reveals that she's pregnant. Can you imagine this? We know that Joseph was a righteous man. That means he followed the law, the law of Moses. He was a religious man, if you will. He feared God and wanted to honor him in the way that he lived. So when this seemingly impropriety, impropriety's action came about, he took a step to actually not publicly embarrass or disgrace her. He was going to just put it off to the side and just kind of let her go her merry way. But Joseph was a man who was trying to be righteous, and yet here he is caught in the middle of a rock in a hard place. I mean, can you imagine the preposterous conversation? It, for those of you that are married, or for those of you that are single, even looking at getting married, think about what the wedding would be like. If you're married, remember what the wedding was like in planning and all these things surrounding it. You know that weddings can be kind of crazy, right? Picking the venue, picking the guest list, who sits with who, what are we going to eat, what's the photographer going to charge, we're going to have a video, what's the first dance, walking in the aisle, what are we going to, all these kind of things, right? They're picking out all these things and colors and China and what's the wine and all this. And then Mary goes, oh, and Joseph, by the way, um, I'm, I'm pregnant. And Joseph, being a righteous man, goes, okay, wait, 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 what? Because we didn't, so whose is, wait, what? Oh, it's, um, it's God's. God's? Wait, who, who is God? Where does he live? Can you imagine Joseph responding to this? 
a total interruption into plan that he had. He was put in a predicament. He had a plan, but it totally changed. You might have a plan. You might have had a plan. You might have had plans for 2020. You might have had tickets booked and plans already on, on the road. You might have had an idea what your life was going to look like at this point, but plans have changed, whether by your decision or the decision of others or just circumstance. Your life has been interrupted from what you expected it to be. You thought you'd be married by 40, but now you're still single and the pandemic hasn't helped any prospects going forward. You thought that you'd get into this college, but it looks like your options are getting a little tighter and you're not exactly sure what you can do. You thought that by this time you'd be out of debt, but it seems like it just keeps piling on and the letters are coming in and there's a few emails that you don't want to read anymore. You thought that your life was going to be a certain way, but plans have changed. There's been an interruption. And we see the way that Joseph responds and because of how he responds, it changes the way that he acts going forward. See, little did Joseph know that God was interrupting him and inviting him into a new reality, one where he would be the earthly father of Jesus the Messiah. Isn't it interesting that Joseph could have said no to the whole thing? He could have looked at Mary with skepticism and said, wait, God's, and I bet he did. But you're going to see really quick that actually God speaks to his heart to walk forward in faith in the midst of an interruption. Isn't it crazy that he says yes to God's interruption? Because if he hadn't, what, Mary would have, what, married somebody else along the way? And it wouldn't be Mary and Joseph, it would be Mary and Rodney? I don't know, like somebody else? Joseph steps into it. You see, look at the next verse in Matthew chapter 1, verse 20. But after he had considered this, about divorcing Mary quietly, after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Sometimes, God will interrupt our plans and invite us into his. Here's a better way of saying it. Would you write this down somewhere? Here's the main point for our whole time together. An interruption is an invitation into God's purpose for you. Okay, hold on. Think about that a little bit. An interruption in your life is actually an invitation to God's purpose for you. God interrupts Joseph's normal and invites him into something totally different. Do, do you want to know what God's purposes and plans might be for your life? It could happen out of the aftermath of an interruption. Do you want to know what God wants you to do for the next season, for the next years of your life? It could happen in the midst of an interruption. Fortunately, unfortunately, COVID has interrupted everything. But even COVID aside, you might be going through something not even related to the pandemic where God is actually inviting you to step into his purpose for you. And it could be in the form of a seemingly inconvenient interruption, but is really disguised because it's an invitation into what God has for you. Just think about the people in the Bible. Just a skim and paraphrase from the Old Testament to the New. Abraham was living a good life in Ur of the Chaldees and God interrupts him and says, go to the land that I will show you. Where? I'll show you. Just go. Think about Moses. Moses was tending the sheep in the desert for his stepfather Jethro. 
and God interrupts him and shows him a burning bush and tells him, you're going to be a leader. He says, me? Yeah, you. God interrupts him to send them into his purpose for him. Fast forward the tape, whether it's Joshua or Caleb or young David also tending sheep. I got to tend some sheep because that seems like where the leaders come from. David there in the sheepfold, God interrupts him to his time with his harp and his lyre under the stars and says, you're going to be the next king. Now I want you to go pick a fight with that nine foot tall giant and show him who God really is. God interrupts the normal flow of life to show his plans and his purpose. And that's why these are written in the Bible to give us such a hope that in the midst of our interruption, as unfortunate as it might seem, God is at work and up to something. Gideon, preparing his food in the bottom of a pit because he's afraid that the Midianite bullies are coming to steal his food. God interrupts him and says, hey, you're going to lead an army. What is God interrupting you for? Simon Peter sea salted face all over, rough gnarled hands from fishing all night and pulling rope and net, comes to the shoreline in the morning exhausted and discouraged because he caught nothing. And as he's cleaning his nets, any fisherman knows when you're cleaning your reels or cleaning your equipment, it takes a little while. He's cleaning his nets and he's mending them and Jesus says, hey, throw your net on the other side of the boat. She says, who are you, homeless preacher guy? Get out of here. But you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to try it. And he pulls up more fish than he's ever pulled up before, interrupted from his normal routine in life so that God might invite him into a purpose that he has for him. What is it for you? Your normal might be shaken up that God might invite you into what he has for you. Me? I was happy doing what I was doing. I was out at New Hope Leeward, hanging out with high schoolers and young adults, seeing young people come to know Jesus, find their purpose, doing weddings, young, young adults getting married, seeing these kids come to know Jesus. It was great. I was happy. And then in 2012, my dad goes, hey, I'm starting a church called Metro. I said, good luck with that. And he interrupts my life and invites me into this. And I'm glad I'm here. See, there's interruptions that happen in your life. And God leads you and invites you into his purpose for you. See, interruptions are often inconvenient. Turn with me to Luke chapter 10. We're going to look at a familiar story that you probably heard of before about the good Samaritan. Now, we talked about this because it's a wonderful story of mercy and God's grace, about the question, who is my neighbor and how should I love them? But I want you to see the aspect of the interruption. Look in Luke chapter 10. We're going to go down to the parable itself in verse 30. Again, to paraphrase, a man goes on a journey. And as he's walking down this dirt road, known for people lying in ambush for others, these robbers jump him, beat him, mug him, rob him of everything he has, and leave him for dead. So there he is on the ground. We're not sure if he's alive or dead, but he's in pretty bad shape. Look at verse 31. A priest happened to be going down the same road. And when he saw the man, he goes, Ooh, and passes by on the other side. Well, later on, a Levite, when he comes to the place, he saw him too. He was, uh, and he also passes by on the other side. But look at this, a Samaritan in verse 33, as he traveled, came to where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. And then he goes to him and bandages his wounds and puts on oil and wine, basically takes care of his wounds, takes him to the Holiday Inn and says, hey, if this guy needs anything else, here's a couple hundred bucks, take care of him. I'll come back and if he racks up a bill, I'll pay for it. You know the two in the beginning, the priest and the Levite? 
they worked at the temple. There was a Levitical law at the time that if you touched a dead body, you were unclean and couldn't basically go to work. You couldn't do what you were supposed to do. So they see this guy who might be dead. They're like, you know what? I've got a meeting I got to get to. Somebody else will deal with that. And they press by on the other side and go, ha, not my problem. Not willing to be interrupted for the sake of mercy. But here comes this Samaritan who shows this man mercy. And while Jesus emphasizes the point of mercy, we have to see that the Samaritan made time for his life to be interrupted. You know, we already said an interruption is an invitation for God's purpose. Consider this. And I think this second point is actually has a little more of a punch to it. An interruption is an invitation to be more like Jesus. When your life is interrupted, it's actually a chance for you to reflect the heart of the Savior. To show the mercy and the kindness that Jesus has for others. He will use you and your life may be interrupted in such a way that you might show the love that God has for others around you. Now, hold on. Some of you are listening to this going, so what does that mean? That every homeless guy I see, I have to stop my car and like take care of them and drive them to it? No, 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 that's not what it means. It doesn't mean that every single need you see you have to meet. I'm not trying to say you have to let everyone into your life, into your office, into your home and interrupt the entire flow of that. You might not have a happy family if you keep doing that over and over again. And yes, let's acknowledge that productivity is important, schedules are important to keep, and boundaries are important. I mean, if you call me during dinner time at home with my family, I'm more than likely not going to answer you because I'm with my family. Boundaries are important. However, if we only live in the little box of our familiar and our comforts, if we only stay in the guidelines of what we know, what we feel like we're supposed to do, then we're never going to see what God has for us outside of such a box to show the love, mercy, and grace that God has for us to show to others. Just like in this um, community outreach that we've been doing, we are blessed in order to bless. And on top of that, when we look at our lives, when we are interrupted, it's so that we might be a blessing to people that God has put right in front of you. I'm not asking you to take every phone call and respond to every text every time from everyone, but... I want to encourage you during this holiday season to ask yourself, am I allowing God to open my eyes to the needs of others that are around me? Am I willing to be interrupted to love like Jesus loved me? Let me give you an example. Perhaps you've seen this story on the news before, but in 2016, high school senior Jamal Hinton got a text from a number that he didn't recognize before. And this person that texted him said, hey, don't forget to bring the kids to Thanksgiving. Looking forward to seeing you, something along those lines. And he says, who is this? She says, it's your grandma. And he goes, wait a minute, you're not my grandma. Well, it wasn't his grandma. It was this woman named Wanda Dench who was in her 60s, and she thought she was texting her grandson to dinner. She got the wrong number. It was Jamal's number. So he asks for a picture. He sent me your picture. And sure enough, it wasn't his grandma. Jamal, an African-American high school kid, gets a picture on his phone of a woman with blonde hair and glasses. Definitely not his grandma. So jokingly, he says, can I still come over and get a plate? And she says, sure. That's what grandmas do. They feed everybody. Take a look at this news clip. You'll see all about it. 
Morning, the Thanksgiving viral tradition that keeps on giving. You might remember the story of Jamal Hinton, a young man who mistakenly received a text from a stranger inviting him to Thanksgiving dinner. Jamal wrote back, you're not my grandma. Can I still get a plate, though? And Wanda Dench said yes. Well, fast forward today, Jamal and Wanda will be celebrating their fourth Thanksgiving together. I love it. Yep. Jamal shared these photos of the two of them in 2016, 2017, and 2018. He says this year, Wanda has actually been invited to his girlfriend's family's house. But it's all good. Wanda says family is more than blood. It's the people you want to be with. And these two want to be together on yeah. Thanksgiving. Y'all are smiling. That could have gone sideways real fast. True. But it's all one big happy family now. Isn't that great? Now, as you can tell from that video with people sitting so close and in the background with no masks, this video was taken last year, which means this year would have been the fifth year for them to get together. And happy to say that they did. You might have seen some photos around on the internet of them getting together this Thanksgiving. Unfortunately, you also might have heard that Wanda's husband, Lon, passed away from COVID complications in April earlier this year. And yet, they gather all because of an invitation that seemed like an interruption from the, uh, the get-go. You see, what if they had gotten the text and said, wrong number, who's this, get out of here? What if they hadn't even taken the time to see, oh, what's going on, should I even invite you? Or, you know, I'm not telling you to invite a stranger to your home for dinner. That's, a, that's just an example. But rather what it is, is it's showing us that by taking an interruption, we see it as an invitation to love like Jesus did. You know what's amazing? Is when you look at your life, what is it that interrupts you? You may not respond to a wrong number, but you can text someone who pops into your mind throughout the day and just shoot them something and say, hey, just thinking about you, hope you're doing well. See, you might not invite someone to your home, but you can care for the people that are sitting around your table right now. You might not have dinner with a stranger somewhere, what about the people who feel like strangers when you go to work? Will you allow yourself to be interrupted to see what God is asking you to do in the lives of those that he puts all around you? You see, seeing these as irritations, when my, my young toddler is pulling my leg saying, hey, I need your help with something, seeing these irritations when I'm stopping at a stoplight for the third time going, oh my gosh, I can't stand this traffic. It doesn't allow us to be interrupted from the natural flow of what we're used to. But instead, if we can ask God, in the middle of this interruption, how can I be more like Jesus to show his love, his mercy, and his grace, especially as we look forward to Christmas? So here's what I want you to do. If you're seeing your life with these minor interruptions around you, I want to ask you, how can you actually allow yourself to say, Lord, how can I be more like Christ here? You know, First of all, it might mean in this holiday season where things start speeding up, you got to choose intentionally to slow down. Instead of jam-packing your schedule with all these things like we're all guilty of doing, we've got to choose to allow ourselves to be interrupted with the things that are right around us, the people sitting right across the table from us. In fact, whoever needs to hear this, put your phone down. Unless you're watching this on your phone, then keep it up because you want to follow along to the end, right? But whatever it might be, you don't need to be looking at your phone right now. I'm tasked with this whenever I'm around my kids and we're playing or watching TV and so easily my phone comes out. I was like, do I really need this right now or can I be fully present with my kids right now? Whatever it might be, 
in the middle of such a minor interruption, don't view it as an irritation, but view it as an invitation to love like Jesus loved. Now, these are the minor interruptions. When we look at the story of the Good Samaritan, to be interrupted in the middle of your day and your schedule so that you can show the love and mercy that Jesus has for you to the others that are around you, whether they're family members, coworkers, children, whatever it might be, allow yourself to be interrupted. But what about the major ones? What about the interruptions in our lives that are more than inconveniences? They completely change the trajectory and the feel around our entire lives. Whether it's an illness in our family, whether it's an untimely event that we did not expect to happen, whether it's financial hardship that goes so deep, we don't know what the future looks like. In the middle of those kind of interruptions, may I encourage you to look again at the story of Joseph. An angel of the Lord may or may not speak to you in a dream, but here's what I know is true. When Joseph's life was interrupted and his plans were actually blown up and disrupted right before him, Joseph chose to do the next right thing. Yeah. And for you, I'm just going to take a wild guess. And that next thing to do is to trust that God is fully in control that he is fully present in the middle of what you're going through. And when your life feels like chaos and this major interruption seems like it has no end, may I encourage you even more so to hold on to this faith that we profess because he who promised is faithful. No matter the interruption you face, minor irritation or major life issue, when we see in Joseph's life, is someone who was righteous and wanted to say, God, I'm going to do it the way you want me to do it. And as we finish up in a word of prayer, I'm going to pray that whatever you might be facing, you would allow such an interruption to lead you into God's purpose for you and make you more like Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me? Let's pray. Father, I thank you that as we look at our lives and we look at all the plans that we have or we've had, We know that things never go perfectly according to how we wanted them to be. And as we look at the example of Joseph and even the Good Samaritan, we recognize that when our lives don't go the way we want them to, when we allow ourselves to be interrupted, we are actually ushered into your purpose for us. So Lord, I pray for the person whose heart is broken because their plans aren't going like they expected them or wanted them to go. God, I pray for the person who feels like they're overwhelmed and so busy with everything around them that they miss the very blessing you've placed right in front of them. I also pray for the person that feels so busy that they don't have the margin to love and show the grace that you want us to show. Would you help us instead to see these interruptions as invitations to be more like Jesus? Jesus, make us more like you from the inside out Would our lives reflect the faith and the hope that we have in you? And finally, God, we choose to trust you over and over and over. Lord, it is sweet to trust you because when we do so, we believe that in the midst of this interruption, you walk us forward into what you have for us. And that's what we want, your future and your hope that only you bring. We love you, Lord. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Thank you for listening. We invite you to think of someone who might benefit from listening to this message and share this podcast with them. Also connect with us on Facebook at Metro Christian Church and Instagram at MCC Hawaii. Have a blessed day and we'll see you soon. Thank you.